You are now listening to a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is No Surrender, Jaren. And this week we are talking about the 22nd law. Use the surrender tactic. Transform weakness into power. All right, Jaren, translation, hit us with it. All right, shout out to Bone. No Surrender was a dope song. <laughs> I was, you I was know, like, that's what man, that was. He's not going, yeah, I know that's what that was. Like, he is not going all the way back to No Surrender. <laughs> that's that's super old school, bro. Nowadays, that's old school. That's definitely old school. All right, so the translation for the week is quite simple. It's something everybody has done before, and that is, I have my fingers crossed. I That's have my fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I have my fingers crossed. That don't count. Yeah. You cross your fingers, man. You surrender. <laughs> cross your fingers. Like you fake surrender. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. I got you. I got it. I understand the translation. <laughs> All right. A few words from the OG. When you are weaker, never fight for honor's sake. Choose surrender instead. Surrender gives you time to recover, time to torment and irritate your conqueror, time to wait for his power to wane. Do not give him the satisfaction of fighting and defeating you. Surrender first. By turning the other cheek, you infuriate and unsettle him. Make surrender a tool of power. So you often hear it, man. Never quit. Don't be a quitter. Never back down. Fight for what you believe in. Right. But, man, you got to put that statement into context. It really, really depends on the situation. So I'm going to give a couple situations here. Let's think about this. If you're in situation number one and you're playing a board game or a video game, nah, you don't want to quit. Keep on playing. Who knows? Maybe you'll be able to come back. Play for your dignity. All right. If you're, in a, if you're playing a game. Now, situation two, I'm going to give an example of something that happened to me. I was at a Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa concert. This was uh, this past year. Oh, that's the one you never told me about. And then you just popped yeah, that's up the on one the podcast. Yeah, that's the one you was all heard about. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I was in line to go to the restroom. Now, I'm in the city. I'm in the city of, uh, in the city of Irvine for this concert. So this is one of the safest cities in America. Nobody's expecting to have to fight or anything like that. So we're all in line. Line's going out the door to go to the restroom. So a guy jumps in line talking a bunch of smack about who he would fight if they had a problem with him jumping the line. He went straight to the front of the line, went to the urinal, and started relieving himself at the urinal, right? Okay. Now, he also had a group of friends with him, and they were all standing outside the bathroom. And this is... This is who he was showing off for. Now, in this situation, someone could have tried to fight, fight for their honor and their dignity, and they probably would have got jumped and beat up pretty bad over who was going to make it to the urinal first. Or you can make surrender a tool of power 
and plot a revenge in another way. Or you can just let it go because it's not that big of a deal. Right. But fighting for your honor's sake, I don't want to get beat down for a urinal, man. I don't want people stomping me out for people and I'm by myself over a urinal. It's not that big of a deal. Right. So that's just an example of a time when you have to just put it into context because it really depends on the situation when you want to back down. And the OG says, when you're a weaker, there is nothing to be gained by fighting a useless fight. No one comes to help the weak. By doing so, they would only put themselves in jeopardy. The weak are alone and must submit. Fighting gives you nothing to gain but martyrdom. So if you're weak, why would somebody else come and help you? and put themselves in a line of fire, possibly create another enemy. If you're weak, man, you just need to stand down. (laughs) And I guess that's kind of hard for a lot of people um, because what's not being mentioned here is um, a three-letter word called ego. Yep. And um, most people, I would say, in the corporate world and in the street world, um, definitely in the street world, don't want to back down and quit they that that, that's true that's often um looked at as a sign of weakness i mean we're always told never give up don't quit but um what it reminds me of is kind of like uh, i think we said this word or this phrase before on the podcast or the power cast and it's kind of a period victory yep so even though you are if you don't know what that is do your googles yeah <laughs> as they say <laughs> yeah so uh, a pyrrhic victory is basically uh, i'll say i'll spare you the googles so okay. a, a pyrrhic victory is basically when you are fighting a battle and you win it but it's at such a um a cost high cost a high yep. cost that it really wasn't even worth the victory so you know, I think we used the example of arguing like with the wife or something. Oh, no, no. Let's use the example of me. So let's say it. Let's say that I would have went to the and got and got into a tussle with this gentleman over who's going to the restroom first because he jumped the line. And let's say that I start fighting and I beat him to a pope. I win that but then his friends come in the bathroom (laughs) and beat me until I'm in the hospital that was a pyrrhic victory I don't know if that's the pyrrhic victory because you you got beat up I mean I think it would be more like you beat him up I won against him well hold on I think if you beat beat him up but hey you just got in a fight at a concert then they kick you out so now you won you show you were a man but at what cost now you just wasted all your money from those tickets and you got kicked out and I guess you could have got stumped out still and then got kicked out <laughs> you know that, that would be yeah. even worse I'm not, well, sure, see, I'm not sure that's a pyrrhic victory at that point yeah right <laughs> I don't know if that's a win at all take all your points off the board man that's that's not a win but uh but anyway back to it if you are weak and you think somebody's going to come up and jump in and try to save you, it's probably not going to happen because why would they put themselves at risk? And you would probably have to have something that they would want from you, right, for them to come in and try to save the day for you. You have something that they want. So if you have something that they want, now you owe them something. And if you owe them something, they might overpower you for what 
you have that they want. And there you go losing again because you're the weak one and now you're still getting overpowered. And this made me think of like rappers. They roll with big entourages and, you know, have no business hanging around these certain guys that, you know, the street guys because they want to appear tough. Right. And then the entourage begins to extort them. (laughs) Right. Because the entourage is protecting them from all the outsiders and they protect you because they want to be seen with you. They want the fame. They know and you're going they to also clubs. Want the money. You, then, they know you're going to the nightclubs and strip clubs all the time, and you're gonna need protection. And so they right. offer that, um, but they're like you said, they're also extorting you. Then they they start extorting you. You know, now who are you gonna get to protect you from your former protector <laughs> turned aggressor? What are you gonna do? So you have to submit for a moment, or get beat to a pulp. Or you can get extorted out of your money. But the purpose of this law and the power cast is to go ahead and take the L, surrender, and plan and use strategy to come back another day. Yep. The OG says weakness is no sin and can be a strength if you play it right. So you can you can play that weak card. It allows you to buy yourself some time to wait for that powerful person or, or regime to, to falter. And then when you get powerful enough, you jump in and you take over. That reminds me of this video I saw recently. Um, and I actually posted posted it on my Facebook page. And it didn't really get any love, but it was super funny to me. There was this, uh, this video of a blowfish. Okay. And it was in an aquarium. And it started off with this crawfish like grabbing it and grabbing it by like his fin and it was one of those videos where they have like the voiceover so it's like a voiceover talking yeah so it's like a commentary or like a voiceover where it's it's animals but they it's like a black dude talking and he's like it starts off and he's like Come on, man. Let me go, man. You, just, you didn't have to. You don't have to pinch me like that. It did. The crossfish lets him go, and then he's like, "I told you I was going to get you." And then he, then he just starts. <laughs> and he's like, "Come over here. Let me eat you." And he's like, you know, saying all these cuss words and stuff. But um, he like bit off his claws, and he just kept chewing them. Like, Mm-mm, "You're so good." And he's like eating it. So basically, I was telling this story in this video um, because. The 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 blow fl- blowfish, he, he surrendered. He acted like, uh, you know, I'm sorry, you know, and please let me go, and you know, per this commentary, and then it turned around, flipped it, you know, this surrender, this this fake surrender on the cross, <laughs> and, and, and ate it all up. You gotta watch the video. Yeah, it sounds like a funny one. Yeah, it was good. So surrender, the OG says that surrender conceals great power, lulling the enemy into complacency gives you time to recoup, time to undermine and time for revenge. Never sacrifice that time in exchange for honor in a battle that you can't win. Just like this blowfish video. In this situation, I think about bullies and just think about how bullies want to show everybody that they can over overpower you. Right. You got three options. You can run from them. You can fight them or you can surrender. Okay? Okay. So, in this case, uh, this makes me think about, I mean, we all know the typical bully story, but this actually makes me think about The Walking Dead. 
and and walking dead rick which is the like the lead guy he's the leader he's always the one that pushes the group forward and anytime they get into a scuffle, into a skirmish, or they run against another faction, he's the one telling them how to do it. We must fight. We must get through this. And every season, they're fighting their way through another faction and showing that they're the superior group. Well, in this latest season, he's come up against this powerhouse named whoa, Negan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, are you about to do a spoiler? No, dog. This is, this is all right here. I it's haven't even there. watched check it. Check it out. Whoa, I haven't even. All right. Should, well, should, should you tell? Bad. Should too I bad. come back when you tell this story? Because nah, nah, you good. You good. I'm not gonna give too much away, man. I'm not gonna so give too much away. <sighs> All right, man. Go ahead. Stop being so late. Look, where are you? Where have you been, man? This like they're about to start back up again. Like you a whole season behind. Yeah, the season's kind of whack. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so a, it was, a, dude, it was a dude in a tiger. I just couldn't get with it oh you know he, he don't even have that many he's like not even around that much yeah. once they showed the tiger they was, he was like look I just want to be in for an episode show me with a really big tiger and then once we do that you can like not even show me anymore that's kind of like what he said because right. after the tiger you really don't see him alright well back to the power cast <laughs> yeah so anyway <laughs> so Rick met up with this group Negan and his group and this is a time where Rick felt like it looks like he feels like he's met his match. The saviors. And he's known for leading the charge and fighting to the bitter end. And they've been very victorious thus far. But some reason he's deciding to submit to Negan. And they have three options. They can run. And if they run, they're probably going to get caught. They can fight. And at the moment, it looks like Negan's group can overpower their group. Yep. Or they can surrender and appear to be subservient. And this works for them because they get to learn about the enemy. They get to plot revenge and they get to attack when they're ready and they and when the other side is weak. So this works for them because they get to learn about the enemy. They get to plot revenge. They get to attack when the enemy is weak and when they're strong. So that's the benefit for them if they use this tactic, this strategic move of being uh, of surrendering and being subservient. So another gem from the OG, he says, people who try to make a show of authority are easily deceived by the surrender tactic. Your outward sign of submission makes them feel important. Satisfied that you respect them, they become easier targets for a later counterattack. And so in this case, the example of Negan and Rick, I mean, I think that Negan believes that these guys are subservient. They're they're following the rules. They're doing what he wants them to do and yeah he's definitely strutting around you know he's thinking he's you know a big man and you know he he's got these guys under their under his control he doesn't know that you know rick's group is really about that life and one of these days they're gonna flip it all around right (laughs) so the og says never sacrifice long-term maneuverability for short lived glories of martyrdom so fighting to the bitter end may take you to the bitter end and sure you'll be a martyr but you'll also be finished so that could be that's in corporate life that's in street life you can be as tough as you want to be uh but just know you might be actually fighting to the death 
Because, <laughs> you know, people walk around, I die for this. Well, you might actually die for this, bro. <laughs> you might not make it because you're not being strategic enough. If you if you use strategy, you may be able to maneuver yourself in position and take over. And that just reminds me of like an MMA fight. I mean, it, it, some of these guys, I don't watch MMA often. What about you, Jaren? Do you know a lot about MMA? Yeah, I used to watch it quite often. Okay. Um, so I just watch like the big fights. Mm-hmm. I don't watch all of the stuff. And sometimes when it's free on Fox, I, I watch those too. <laughs> right. Because you're looking for the, for the big knockout. But... If somebody's a boxer and you're more, you know, ground and pound, then you got to play to your strengths. You can't just go in there and say, well, I'm a I'm a start boxing, too, because you're going to run around and get yourself knocked out. You got to put yourself in position to maneuver around until you can do what's best, uh, you know, what's what's more advantageous to you. Well, so you got to find a way to get to the ground. Let, let me help you out. So this is like a jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu fighter. Uh, um, okay. So basically, they are about ground grappling and yep. sur- making people surrender. So they often will let themselves get taken down, which seems to be, you know, surrendering in this case. But actually, and then so that will encourage this aggressive puncher to go all crazy, think they're about to win the fight and pound them out. But actually, now this Brazilian jujitsu. Ju- jujitsu fighter is now (laughs) in their power space they're at home now on the floor and they can go ahead and choke them out submit them break the arm whatever they got to do yeah do whatever they need to do to win that fight so og says people tend to overreact to the moves of their rivals so i feel like if you're more objective and less emotional we can avoid the act of overreacting and it's natural to want to fight fire with fire and or to trade hurt for hurt yeah, and that's that's that brazilian jujitsu uh tactic you know they they let the uh, over aggressive person go all crazy but they're sitting there calm and they're just waiting for that moment they're steady working um on the floor to get into position to submit that person and that's what a trained person can do uh again it's natural to just want to fight the fire with the fire trade the hurt for the hurt or the anger with the anger and so the og advised the very next time that somebody pushes you to your limit rather than reciprocate whatever that emotion is the og says try bending or turning the other cheek because if you choose not to reciprocate their emotion it can tone down the entire situation i mean just think about it you know that hurt people hurt people you know that misery loves company so when somebody is overtaken by emotion and they try to come at you ready for battle they want to get you as emotional as they are and they want you to participate in that battle but when you choose not to resist or when you turn that other cheek that aggressor be cut off caught off guard and they're usually surprised yeah they taught us that um back when i was doing like uh, outbound sales or actually it was uh-huh. inbound. So when a person would call and they're complaining about something, they say instead of, you know, of course, you don't raise your voice and argue back with them, but you just speak in a calm way, in a calm manner, and that will often make them, you know, calm down and lower, you know, their level down to your level. 
Right. It's a it's a method of de-escalation. Yeah. It helps de-escalate the situation. Because again, naturally, somebody comes yelling and screaming. You want to fight fire with fire, and you want to yell and scream too. And then it just turns into a game of of trading shots at each other. But if somebody comes at you all fiery, and you come back at them calm, and they try to be fiery, and you come at them calm, eventually it begins to de-escalate the situation. Or you just and sometimes. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, or you just pull out the uh, snub nose thirty eight special, and that would normally de-escalate things too. Uh, unless they pull out the Draco, <laughs> <laughs> they can't pull out a Draco after you already pulled your thirty eight out, though. <laughs> well, what if you ain't about that life with your thirty eight? I mean, but you don't have to be. You're just you're you're, you're de-escalating. <laughs> So at that at this point, they think they won because they think they punked you. You know, uh, they're coming out all fiery. They're yelling. They pull out their snub nose thirty eight, right? They're pointing it all over the place, yeah. not shooting, which is they're breaking the number one rule. Uh, <laughs> but they got their snub nose thirty eight. They're pointing it all around. They think they punked you, but really, truly, you're the one with the power. They believe that they defeated you. Yeah, and. They believe that you're subservient and that you're going to do anything they say. However, they have no idea you simply waiting for the right moment to go to the trunk and pull out the Draco. Bro, <laughs> this happened in Boys in the Hood when they were on when they were on Crenshaw and the dudes bumped into Ricky and Doughboy oh. was like, yo, we got a problem. We got a problem. And he pulled up his yeah. shirt and showed the nine. And then they was like, oh, no. Nah, OK. And, you know, the bloods walked away. And they went down the street, and then all of a sudden, you start hearing them busting off shots with the Uzi in there. Right. And every, <laughs> because he surrendered. He he surrendered, and he could have he could have gotten all aggressive back with them, but the dude was like, "Nah, you know, we ain't got no problem." And then they walked away, and they started busting off shots, and they cleared off the street. And not only did they make it out of that situation, the Bloods who were facing uh, Doughboy and them. And them. Yeah. Uh, they also <laughs> they also came back and they gunned down Ricky. So they actually put this law into into play pretty uh, pretty squarely. Like they they surrendered and they came back and well, I mean they got gunned down in the end of the movie, but they came right. back and got their revenge. They caught Ricky slipping, trying to scr- they uh, did. trying to uh, play the lottery and drink milk. <laughs> in the alley <laughs> he was trying to secure his future man but he should have been in the house watching tape on football so he can better himself with his baby anyway. mama and his baby <laughs> <laughs> so another Jew from the OG he says that this tactic requires a lot of self control because people who truly surrender not only like in a strategic sense, I mean, the people who are really, really defeated on the inside. These people are crushed by the humiliation of the loss that they took. So you just got to remember that you're surrendering because this is a strategy. Don't get crushed and demoralized. You're surrendering because this is part of the game and you will get them back soon enough. You're going to plan. You're going to plot. And you're going to figure out how to overpower your capturers 
or your conquerors or whatever situation that you're going to be applying this to in your street or corporate life. All right. So it's also that time in the podcast where I have to give a sports reference. Apparently, we can't go a podcast without giving some type of sports reference. So that's what we do here. <laughs> and I think we might have mentioned this one before in one of the laws um, about Muhammad Ali doing the uh, pulling off the rope a dope. And fighting yep, yep. Uh, George Foreman Basically he appeared to kind of surrender He really wasn't fighting back Like he normally would But then in the end After all these rounds I don't know if it was like a 10-12 round match or whatever but Or fight And um, they call UFC fights matches I don't know if they do that in box. It's a boxing match right? Yeah Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's a match So um, in the end he let George Foreman punch himself out and Muhammad Ali ended up knocking him out. Boom. He's done. He's done. <laughs> and it also reminds me of this time, uh, Andre Miller, basketball player. He was playing for the Blazers. This is about five years ago, I believe. And okay. he, so in basketball, when there like a play would happen and it seems like the guy's gonna run to the side of the court in or to the sideline and call a timeout. You right. know, they'll run, they'll advance the ball up the court and then once they pass the half court line, they'll call a timeout. Okay. Andre Miller faked did that. He ran, he kinda slowed up like he was gonna go call the timeout. <laughs> and then he just Sprinted off towards the uh, took, off. took off towards the uh, to the hole and laid the ball up. Yeah. <laughs> so he faked like a boss. Yeah, he he fake surrendered, and that made everybody else, you know, kind of let their guard down, and he attacked. Boom. Got him. <laughs> Surrendering can also be used as a tool, according to the OG, to mock the enemy. And so he gave an example uh, in in the book. You can go read it if you want to hear his example. I got my own. <laughs> Just think about uh, when you're playing a game against an opponent. And it's never fun when you're dominating in a game against your opponent and they don't do anything to make it competitive at all. It's much funner when you're dominating somebody against somebody's will. So think about if you're playing, let's just say Xbox, Xbox One. We're going to make it current times. And you put the controller on the floor and let your opponent annihilate you. That's no fun to them because they put the controller down. You're just having your way. That's not fun at all. It's so much more fun when they are actually trying to win and you just dominate through the win. So mocking the enemy by surrendering is also another tool that you can use because it's not going to be fun to them they're going to think they're overpowering you it's all fun and games and they're showing off they're talking all the smack around the friends you just put the controller down and let them have it it's not fun to them anymore so so you're saying you don't want to offend them in your surrender basically no 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 not saying that at all I'm saying that you can mock them. You can ha- you can you kind of get the upper hand or the OG was trying to express maybe my example didn't do good enough. It didn't hit hard enough, but you get the upper hand by mocking them by 
actually not trying at all. So they want to beat you. They're talking about how great they are and how they're going to beat you so bad. And you know what? You just sit the controller down and they'll beat you really bad because you won't even get a hit off of them. And now they look like, you know, now they look dumb because they're doing all this smack talking. And yeah, they won, but you just you, you didn't give them a challenge at all. So that's a way of being subservient and that's a way of surrendering and also making it where how much smack can you talk to a guy who didn't fight back? Man, my cousins, if I did that with my cousins, they'll just take that win and they'll like claim that they actually beat me. <laughs> that wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean, and they did. You you surrendered it. You surrender like, man, I didn't even play. You you got it. You're right. Be, you be, won. They'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, I was killing you and you quit. <laughs> OG says the power's in flux, man. And from for me, that means whatever goes up must eventually come down. Some may dominate, but it always ends at some point. You can't dominate forever. Any dynasty you think of has always fallen. Any sports dynasty, any mean dynasty, <laughs> any uh, whatever dynasty you can think of, they've all come to an end eventually because power is in flux. So if you are in a place where you're weakened for the moment, the OG suggests that you use the surrender tactic so you can recuperate yeah. because eventually that power that that overpower that juggernaut of power will eventually subside it'll it'll fall off some at some point and they do that in the streets too speaking of um, video games you know you talk about laying down a controller it's always been that uh 21 point uh unwritten rule that everybody does when they play madden if you start winning yep. by 21 points that's a game first half though first half depends on house rules but we normally play first half you get 21-0 in the first half. Just put the controllers. But it's kind of like a mercy rule. It's, it's put in there so a person can surrender and then come back because they must have obviously did something completely wrong. <laughs> something in their plan went haywire. So you have, to Got you, have to you have to gather yourself up and come back and play again. <laughs> run it back. Run it back. Get the sticks. <laughs> and it's that time in the show where we can talk about the reversal. So the OG says... The point of surrendering is so you can save your hide for a later date. When you can reassert yourself, it is, it is precisely to avoid martyrdom that one surrenders. All right. So that's the whole point of the surrender tactic. But there are times where you feel like you're backed in a corner and you have to go down swinging. You're taking the L because you want to inspire others or to keep others fighting for the cause. And this made me think about like the civil rights movement. There were people that were willing to die for the cause and they expired, They inspired others to keep on moving. But the thing that the OG was talking about was that the problem with martyrdom, though, the problem with dying for the cause is that martyrdom is unpredictable. You don't know what you're going to get from it. So if we're going to keep up with that civil rights example, we can talk about the fact that there was a ton of African-American people who tried that that the uh the tactic that they didn't want to sit at the back of the bus they wanted to sit at the front and they were handled the way that they were handled in those times however when so they they went for the martyrdom tactic you're gonna have to kill me to get me out of this seat and some people got hurt really bad and some people passed however rosa parks though she fought and her martyrdom had a totally different reaction 
and she continued to inspire those to keep the movement going no doubt yeah <laughs> and lastly the OG says that when power deserts you it is best to ignore this reversal don't be a martyr that power will come back around so you have a better opportunity to see the power come back around if you're patient rather than you know going out in the blaze of glory okay and before we close I just wanted to leave you with some words from uh, Mr. Jones you might be asking who the hell is Mr. Jones Nasir? no I'm talking about Craig Craig's daddy you might be asking <laughs> who is Craig Craig is from Friday and so Craig it was this it was this uh, moment where Craig went to go get his gun um, as he was about to go and uh, ride on uh, I think he was just gonna protect himself from like Debo or whatever and uh, Pops came in saw the gun he started uh, kind of lecturing Craig about it and he said this sissified so quick to pick up a gun too scared to take an ass whipping and he raised his hands, his fist, and he said to Craig, this what makes you a man. When I was growing up, this was all the protection we needed. You win some, you lose some, but you live to fight another day. To fight another day. And so that's what I feel like this law is about. You, you, you surrender because you get to live to fight another day. And on that bombshell. Well said. Well said. All right. And so this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. And as always, we encourage you to go and get your own copy of Robert Greene's, Sir Robert Greene's, The 48 Laws of Power. You can get the audio book like we have been listening to, or you can get the um, paper back or the is it a paperback i don't know the paperback book with words pages <laughs> numbers and a table kind of archaic but but go ahead and you, you could do that too in a in a table of constants table of did you say constants uh no contents contents okay. constants is a girl who went to berkeley with us she looked pretty good now too <laughs> shout out to her does she? <laughs> she don't get no shout outs on a power cast <laughs> and and as you know you know i'll be hearing these words about robert green and i heard he has an actual mouse as his computer mouse i don't know how oh, he man. did it he he did he has some he has developed this technology to do that it must be trained like yeah. it don't run off he just it just stays there it just stays there and he moves it he don't around. even have to move his hand it just knows where he wants to go yeah yeah it's so. like a, it's like a ouija board it just knows where you want <laughs> i mean it, it took it took a lot of money to to make that a lot happen. of training so he needs your support yeah. so make sure you do that yeah man and just because you go ahead and buy that archaic uh, book uh, or get the audio book just because you do that doesn't mean you don't need us anymore and just because you listen to us doesn't mean you don't need him anymore we compliment each other i mean he was there first he's the source we compliment him i can't say we compliment each other we compliment him it's kind of like 
You know, it's kind of like when you get that brand new Bentley off the lot. I mean, the Bentley is cool and all. I mean, it's, it's a cool car, right? It is. But it's much better when you have a driver for it. And, and we're like the driver. We help take Robert Greene's book where it needs to go. We take it straight from his hands of writing and typing and put it straight to your ears with these translations. We compliment it. I'm not sure if anybody can relate to that, man. But I got one they can relate to. Okay. It's kind of like when you go to Red Lobster and you get that 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 steak and lobster meal well robert green would be that steak and lobster we are like those cheddar bay biscuits okay we're the extra cheddar biscuit <laughs> <laughs> you know when the when the waitress when the waitress hooks you up does she think you cute yeah that's what we are right we're that extra cheddar okay. biscuit <laughs> yeah. dude i don't think i've been to red lobster and like I can't remember it's, that means it's had to be at least 25 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah Red Lobster is still popping man it, it's that, it's nah, that makes me man. sound like I'm like 50 or something bro <laughs> I said that I haven't been somewhere in 25 years bro <laughs> hey uh, that's hilarious and so next week we have Law 23 and okay. it reads Concentrate your forces, which I haven't listened to that one yet, so I don't know what that means. So, well, okay, I'll, I'm up on it though. I know what that one's about. It's a pretty good one. Okay, cool. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, so we'll see you next week. All right, so we would like to thank you again for listening to the Corporate Streets Powercast. And this is the podcast for people who say, I got mind control over Debo. He'd be like, Shut up. I'll be quiet. But when he leave, I'll be talking again. <laughs> you get it? He surrendered to Debo. Yeah. But then he's talking again. He 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 used his power to, to keep talking. I think Ice Cube is totally in tune with Law 22, bro. We got boys in the hood. We got multiple scenes. From Friday. From Friday. Yeah. yeah. He, he's totally in tune with Law 22. This is Cube. Shout out to Ice Cube. This is Cube's Law. Yeah, that's what we should have called it. That's what the translation should have been. It's Cube's Law. <laughs> All Cube's <right>. Theory. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. Life enrichment and goal attainment. Thank you for listening to the corporate streets 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 the corporate streets